Hey, podcast listeners, the topics are pouring in through our text messaging pod ring is what I'm calling you. You can join it. 833-947-3684. Text the word pod. And then just send us messages. We interact with you, answer your questions about products and classes, and take your suggestions so that we can have a great podcast show. Hello, friend. If your year is starting and it's not going well yet, keep reading. Do you have a nagging sense that you and your child are not on the same page or that your child seems to be struggling and you don't know what to do about it? If so, stay tuned. Here are some of your possible worries. These are the ones people send me in direct messages on Instagram or in emails to our help inbox. Your child isn't reading yet, but should be. Your child likes Minecraft or Fortnite too much. Your child takes a really long time to finish, to complete a math page, or eat breakfast, or tie their shoes, or brush their teeth, or handwrite that one sentence. (laughs) Maybe your child seems sad or has no obvious passion. The one I hear about the most, your child hates fill-in-the-blank, math, writing, history, a brother or sister, sports, life. Here's a practice that can help to reset the dial between you. Ready? Here we go. Enjoy a shake or a slushie or something yummy with that child alone. Set a date to be together. Pick a treat to share and make sure there is no appointment that crowds the back end of your time together. You're going to talk to your child about this feeling between you with an open heart to hear your child's experience. Take these steps. First, start with your part. Keep in mind what you see as struggle may be your misunderstanding. You may have the struggle right, but have missed the interpretation. For instance, you might believe your child hates math because the math problems are difficult. It may turn out that your child hates math because the mechanical pencil lead snaps off each time your child handwrites, which is annoying. A pencil swap may be the only issue. Let's find out what's really going on. Once you're settled with your drinks, own up to whatever contribution you've made to the icky feelings. One mom I spoke with shared how last year she made a list with her daughter of fun things to do in homeschool and then never did them. She let school rob her of her confidence to pursue activities like candle making and sewing. Understandably, the daughter's attitude towards this year's curricula was hostile. Maybe you and your kids are at odds over a particular program, practice, or problem in your family. You can't begin with the fresh feeling of the new school year or the new semester if there's distance, edge, or irritation between you. Children can't put you in time out. They can't take away your technology. They can't give you a low grade. What they can do is pick at your bad habits, laugh derisively when you make mistakes, or roll their eyes when you express enthusiasm. This is how they hold you accountable. 
they resist. Ask yourself, how have I contributed to the alienated feelings between us? How have I ignored my child's unhappiness? How have I not followed through on a promise? How have I shouted or shamed my child into performance? Maybe you're teaching a curriculum you don't even like, yet you expect your child to like it. Perhaps there's a level of admission there that needs to happen. I don't like this program, yet I'm requiring you to like it. I see the inconsistency in that. I'm sorry. Re-establishing connection has to come first, before algebra or study of the ancient Greeks. In fact, if you don't know what your part is, start by asking, what do you blame me for? That might give you a clue. Secondly, create space and listen. Once you share how you see yourself contributing to the negative energy between you, ask your child what else is upsetting. Is there something else you should know? Make space for them to add to the list of what is not going well. Apologize for that too, even if it feels unfair to your sincere efforts. When we hurt, we are rarely proportionate in how we see the other person's efforts on our behalf. So for now, be the grown-up and take it. Sip. Take big slurps of your milkshake to help you hold back from being defensive. You can't say to your child, I'll only hear you if you understand how hard I've worked on your behalf. Instead, listen. Your child can even be flat out wrong. Your only task is to leave space for the child to share their perspective in that moment. You can ask open-ended questions like, what do you love about Minecraft? What's hard about fill-in-the-blank, math, writing, spelling? Sprinkle in broad, happy questions. If you could design tomorrow, what would we all be doing? What's one thing I could eliminate from your life right now to make it easier, better, more peaceful, or happier? You'll think of others. This time is not a fixer-upper with loads of suggestions. It's a moment of connection where your child knows that you hear and trust your child. Third, talk about what will be different in this next season. Make it concrete. Keep it short. Perhaps you're about to switch to one new program, or maybe you will follow through on the promise to get your child piano lessons, and we'll do it that day right after the meeting. Go low. Be the one who apologizes first, who creates space for a renewed connection. If your child does the whole, there's nothing wrong, that's okay too. It could be that your child is still figuring out whether or not to trust you with that level of sharing. Your child may want to see if you will actually do what you are now promising to do. So do it. Start the change cycle and see what happens next. Your tasks? Make the yummy drinks or pay for them if you went out. Apologize. Offer to listen. Make one or two new plans. Follow through. Check back in a month and see if your connection has improved. You can do this. I know you can. This is the part of the podcast where I ask you to leave a review. 
You can leave stars or words, whatever your choice is. If you've already left a review, thank you so much. You never know, Natalie might read yours one of these weeks. The truth is I love podcasting and I couldn't do it without you. I'd love your ideas for the next topics you'd like me to discuss on the show. To let us know, reach out to us via our SMS or texting number. That number is 1-833-947-3684. I know that's a mouthful. Don't worry, it's in the show notes. Simply text the word POD to be added to the podcast group. And then just text us any ideas you have for future shows. We're already building a beautiful Excel spreadsheet with all your ideas. Hey, everyone. Natalie with the Brave Writer team here again with another five-star review. And today's comes from Megan M. Sock. This podcast is mentioned in almost every homeschool podcast I've ever listened to. I now know the reason. When Julie speaks, she comes from a place of wisdom and quiet reassurance. As a new homeschool parent embarking on this wacky journey, I find her podcast to be pragmatic and reassuring. Worth its weight in gold. Thank you, Megan. Today's episode was produced by Nova Media with support from team members Jeanette Hall, and Natalie Miele. I'm Julie Bogart, author of The Brave Learner and Raising Critical Thinkers. I'm also the founder of BraveWriter.com, an innovative approach to writing instruction. You've been listening to The Brave Writer Podcast. Until next time, keep going, think well, I'm rooting for you. 